Welcome back to another episode of Joel's Mind Podcast, where we're talking about being a better version of you. And in today's episode, we are talking about teaching others on how to treat you. But before we dive into that, today's episode, I want to just give you a big shout out for you tapping in today. I appreciate you. Uh, if you're new to Joel's Mind, welcome. And uh, please stick around. Hopefully you gain something from today's episode. And if you're I know G, you're a real one, and you've been sticking with Joel's mind and rocking with your boy. I really appreciate you. I see you on the other side of my screen. You're just a number. In a bad way, that's that, that didn't sound as good as I thought it was going to sound. But what I'm trying to say is I see you, and I just want to acknowledge you, and I appreciate you tuning in. And, you know, it's it's awesome to pit faces to the numbers, and so I appreciate everyone that does reach out to Joel and Joel's Mind podcast, and it just engages with me online on my socials and all that good stuff. So um, today, if you like today's episode, um, hit that subscribe button. If you're on YouTube, you know what to do. Smash that subscribe button, turn on the notifications, so every time you get a piece of Joel's Mind, you'll never miss it. And with that, I just want to say shout out to you guys. Appreciate you. Um, y'all know what's going on with my life on the previous episode, um, and just of course brief synopsis joel's mind is just perspectives with experience with life stories uh with opinions all that good stuff at the end of the day i want you to eat the fish and spit out the bones and take what you can use to help you on your journey of becoming a better version of you all right so today we are talking about teaching other people on how to treat you that's a weird concept, don't you think? I do. Our whole life, majority of life, for most of us, some of us, whatever, we've been told to treat others the way we want to be treated in this world. But if you are like myself and a lot of other individuals out there, we all know how that ends or how that goes. Especially with the nice people out there, especially with the people that are just selfless. We treat other people how we want to be treated. And sometimes that's not always reciprocated. And throughout my years of being a young adult, being an adult, being a child, um, I've learned this really cool, um, you know, I just, I had a really cool experience with a counselor at a very, very young age. Um, and honestly, it's really stuck with me. I think it's really developed who I am and what I'm about and why I am the way I am. And the crazy thing is I had this experience for a brief matter of minutes in my life. And this moment, this, this one particular moment in my childhood has really stuck with me for a very, very long time. Um, but with that, um, I'd like to start there. So, story time. Let's take a trip in the past to young Joel. About seven, six-year-old Joel. Now, like most kids, if you guys didn't know this, you do now, you're going to know. I was bullied. I was bullied a lot growing up. I know, weird concept, right? I was a young, little, confident kid. Um, but like most people, you know, I'm not the only one out there. Um, we go through it. 
you know, there's plenty of people out there that have been bullied. If you didn't get bullied as a kid and you were the bully, you definitely got bullied sometime later down the road. And so, aren't we all? At some point, we bullied. So, uh, at this young age of me attending McClure Elementary, shout out all the Mustangs out there. Y'all know who you are. I know I'm still rocking with a couple of you, but shout out to you. Um, McClure Elementary is where I went to elementary. And, um, yeah, I was uh, bullied as a kid. Um, and, you know, I had to learn to defend myself at a real young age. Um, and, you know, just thinking back on, like, what my uncles used to tell me and what my brother would tell me. Like, I was a small little kid. My uncle used to call me the runt, the runt of the family. I was, I was the smallest out of my brother and my cousins. And, uh, I mean, at, at that time, just a handful of us. But, um, so, yeah, I mean, I got picked on. But I never was afraid to stand up for myself. I never was bullied into submission or bullied into, you know, like, I, I just always stood my ground. And I, I had to learn to stand my ground. Uh, shout out my parents. They uh, got us in the taekwondo at a very young age. That really helped me develop, like, understanding what I guess I'm capable of, you know, and reacting in a way that's with honor and integrity and respect. Um, taekwondo is dope. So any parents out there that, you know, having trouble with their kids behaving or acting out or just need a space for the children to release some uh, pent-up energy, Taekwondo, wrestling, uh, great alternatives to uh, just, you know, helping your kid develop, um, let that energy flow, you know what I'm saying? So anyways, moving forward, I was bullied as a young age, I had to learn how to defend myself, um, and as a kid, I was a very emotional kid, very like, just, if I got mad, I'd want to cry, if I got sad, I shut down. I was happy. I got really excited. So, like, I was very reactive in that sense with my emotions, not really knowing that, you know, I, you, you don't know that as a kid. You'll never know that as a kid. Um, but that counselor I had this conversation with, I had this moment of, uh, of a teaching moment. Um, I remember I was in the first grade, and I remember him pulling me out of my classroom. And I was nervous. You know, you don't. I typically wasn't, like, a bad kid. I didn't start trouble. I'd listen. You know, my parents raised me to listen, respect the elders. Um, so I wasn't really one to get pulled out of the office or be pulled out of the classroom. So when I got pulled out of the classroom, I thought I was in trouble. Um, so there I was, middle hallway. As a little kid, everything seemed so much bigger, and I could just see it in my mind right now being in those hall that hallway and surprisingly enough I do believe I was in a music in the music classroom at that time um now I just having flashbacks when I was in elementary you have like those little blocks where you go PE music stuff like that but I remember just because of the hallway that I'm remembering in my mind right now seeing him you know this is a grown-ass man talking to me and you know, he's he's on my level. You know, he's bending over on the knee. And he's like, you know, I need, I need to talk to you about this, Joel. I, I need to, like, we, we need to talk about how you feel. 
Like, what do you mean how I feel? Like, what did I do? That's what I was waiting for. What did I do? And you can imagine a little kid talking to a grown man by himself. How much, you know, how scared it was. Like, damn, what did I do? I was thinking, like, what did I do at recess? What did I say? What did I, what did I do to someone? Did I, did I hurt someone when I was defending myself? Or did someone tell on me? And he had just brought up, he asked me a question. He's like, is there someone in your life right now that, you know, picks on you, bullies you? And I told him there was. He said, okay. And he pulled out this little piece of paper that was laminated. It had these lines on it. These lines that one was happy, one was sad, and one was angry. And they all had these different expressions on them. And he's like, Joel, you know, I, I need you to understand your emotions. I need I need you to talk about your emotions. And when you feel this way, I need you to say that. And and the way he was talking to me was almost very stern. Like, I almost seemed like he was running out of time. And he just kind of needed to tell me. Um, and I was so, like, that that sense of, like, urgency. He was trying to get me to, like, say the words that were on the that that little piece of paper that was laminated you know again I'm, I was in like the first grade I don't even know if I could read thoroughly so he was just like and so basically what was on that on that piece of paper was a phrase and he explained to me he's like when you feel happy what you know he points on the line this is what you are you point when you feel sad this is what you are he points out the sad line He's when you're angry, and he's very expressive. He's a he's a counselor. He's a school counselor, so you know he he gets in the character, um, and um, and so he when he asked me that question, he's like, "Who is someone that bullies you?" He's like, "I want you to pretend that it's me," you know, and I'm just like astonished and like very present, but very like like what's going on? I'm still trying to figure out like just just get me in trouble already, you know. Um, but he's like, I need you to think about when they make you upset. I need you to tell that to me. When they do this, I feel this. That's what was on that. That was the phrase. And you had to fill in the blank with the line. He's like, what line are you? I'm like, I'm the angry one. So, all right, Joe, I need you to say, when you do this, you, I feel angry. And it was just a weird concept that I learned I just at a very young age. And it stuck with me in a way that it planted a seed in me. And surprisingly, we never followed up after that. You know, we didn't really talk about it anymore. But I did see him talk to other kids about the Lions. And shout out Mr. Kluzny. That's who he was. That's who he is. Um, you know, he... He taught me at a very young age and helped me understood what being angry and what being sad was and what being happy was. Uh, but like what really he got me to express that with words instead of actions. And again, it stuck with me because I had to like develop over the years, like I learned over the years what those lines represented and how useful it was. Um, so 
if it's one thing I like to just highlight out of all that is that it is okay to feel something. It's okay to feel emotions and it's okay to tell others how you feel when they make you feel a certain way. I think it's important in this day and age because I believe the world is entering a more expressive, a vulnerable state where society is allowing us to open up and express ourselves. But there is still that gap of our society still trying to learn that concept. And it's really helped me over the years and something that I'm, again, still learning to this day, how to teach myself to teach others how to treat me. And so there's been a few times when I was a kid um, using those phrases and it made me feel better. It made me feel like I was able to make a statement but also express myself in a way that was clear and concise. And it just was something that really like just lingered over the years and I've learned that there's ways you could defend yourself without actually having to react and you know using your words now uh, it's, it's necessary for us to understand our emotions it's necessary for us as we go through you know childhood teenage years the young adulthood to understand our emotions up until we're no longer here super important and the reason why is because we're human. We are reactive. You know, our our DNA, you know, allows us to, you know, either run, fight, freeze. And, you know, we don't necessarily need to do those things on a day-to-day basis. You know, sometimes when we get sad, we need to understand how our body reacts. We need to listen to ourselves. And that's what I've learned, you know, like with myself, learn that, you know, when I get angry, I get very tense. I feel not small, but like, just start getting like closer into like this tight, firm ball. And I get very quiet, get very focused. I start to dissociate, start to, you know, lose my present self. And same, you know, when I'm like depressed. Well, I shouldn't say exactly the same, but yes, I dissociate when I'm depressed and sad. But I get very slumped, I get very sad, or just hunched over and just, you know, very sluggish. But through our, our journey of being a better version of ourselves, you know, it's essential to understanding our emotions. Uh, it's, it's helpful because there's going to be a time and place where someone else is going to be feeling a certain type of way and they're going to be trying to communicate something and understanding the emotion is may or may not be more in control of them or, you know, people are simply joking around, you know, understanding emotions and reading yourself and, you know, the environment that you're in and what's going on. It's just helpful. So, now, what Mr. Clusing taught me was to to communicate with my emotions. 
And the reason why I say that is because in that hallway, when I was, when he was demonstrating that, like, I had this lump in my throat that I couldn't, you know, this, that lump in your throat you get when you're a kid, when you're, you see your kids, you have that lump in your throat, you can't talk, you can't say anything. If you do, your voice cracks, or you just, if you just got this ball in your, your throat, you know, you just feel like you want to cry. And I remember when I, you know, reiterated that phrase, you know, when you do this, I feel angry. That when I, as moment, the moment I said, I said, I feel angry, that ball went away. And again, like I said, you know, it was something that was concise. Now, it's hard. It's hard, people. You know, we're human. We react. We get upset. You know, we take things personal or, you know, we misunderstand things. Um, but it's something that's not possible. You know, something that once you're aware of it, once you get a seed planted into you, water, you foster it, and you, you work on you know, just that becoming better in that area. It's a very useful skill, useful tool in being empathetic with other people, you know, putting yourself in someone else's shoes. But again, going back to teaching people how to treat you, it you got to understand your emotions. Now, there's a point in my life where I understood that I would be in an environment where people like to joke a lot. Now, I could joke. I'm not that serious. You know, but there's a certain level of joking. There's a certain level of respect that comes with jokes. And I'm not the type of person to joke disrespectfully. Like I don't I don't like that personally. Like it would bother me if someone disrespected me in a joking manner and thought it was funny. Yeah, I left. I felt disrespected. It's not funny to me. And at a point in my life, as I was, you know, going through life and just on my journey, you know, I've 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 learned that by stating that and letting people know that, like, hey, I get it. I see you, I see you guys joking around with each other. Don't do that with me. And it's important. That was important. That was really important for me to say that because if I didn't, I could have reacted in a way that was very, you know, counterintuitive. And it's not necessary. You know, if you know there's a certain thing that you don't like or you do like, you know, let it be known. And it doesn't always have to be, you know, something bad or defensive. It's one thing I've learned, especially if it's being a, a Mexican man, Mexican-American man, whatever you want to describe me as, is that I could do a better job of telling people what I like. I love when people are nice and complimentary or they, they think of me and they, you know, I, there's stuff that I know if I reinforce it and I, I teach people like, hey, I really appreciate that. Like, thank you for thinking of me. Thank you for you know, giving me this, like, just being out and about, and you thought of me, and you got me a gift, like, not people know that, you know, you know, and and it's okay to feel that, like, it's okay to have those conversations with yourselves, and be like, you know, I really appreciate that, and I really like when people do this, you know, it's, it's weird, because we are not really 
taught to be vulnerable. You know, I, that's why I think this whole concept is weird to teach people how to treat you. You know, I think it's a fair game where you're able to allow yourself to be vulnerable to let people know what you do and you don't like. And most importantly, understanding yourself and what you do and what you don't like, it enables you to let people know where you stand on certain things. Allows you to set boundaries. And so, before I get into boundaries and I get into all to that, I just want to share another story that I had. And it consists of my mom and my brother and a BB gun. Now, I had a BB gun when I was little. When we were little. I mean, little as in like, you know, older now. I wasn't seven. It's was probably like in maybe middle school, maybe, you know, fifth grade. But, you know, my parents, you know, they got us a BB gun. And certain days after school, me and my brother would just go in our backyard, set up, set up some cans and, you know, shoot them. Just like any ordinary kid would do, right? Well, my little self decided it would have been a good idea to point the BB gun at my brother's window and pull the trigger. Now, you can imagine what happened. Yeah. Little Joe was shocked when he heard the glass break and a hole penetrated into the window. And boy, was I scared. And I was hoping my brother would come in and save me. I was hoping my brother would take the blame. But man, he did it. But I'm glad he didn't. So that night, man, it just makes me smile thinking about it. That night, I, uh, my mom, she was a very hard worker. My parents are both very hard working. And my mom would come home around 5 o'clock. And she usually would be in a good mood or she wouldn't. You know, she was just tired. She had to deal with people all day. You know, she got to come home and be a mother. I get it, you know. And, but I understood that part to some extent as a little kid. And I just remember, like, waiting and wanting to tell her she's cooking dinner. And, man, I was scared to death, dude. I was so scared. I remember it vividly. And my mom was freaking out <laughs> my mom was freaking out she um i remember trying to tell her what i did and i couldn't that same lump in my throat came back and i just i couldn't speak and i was like hyperventilating like those <laughs> like little kids would do like <laughs> yeah i was doing that and my mom was like breathe like what's, what's wrong like what happened and she's like drink some water that helped you know Thank you, Mom. I love you for graciously allowing me to express myself and, you know, just being patient with me and allowing me to, you know, use my words. It really has helped me. And, uh, again, going back to treating, teaching other people to treat yourself. Um, so I went outside. And I went outside in the backyard. And she, my mom was just like, just show me. Like, what happened? Just show me. And I, I think I got a few words at that, at that point. And so I just went in the backyard. And, you know, I was present. I was like, my mom got to me like, she's trying to help me out. But she knows I'm trying to, you know, tell her something. So I just walked to the backyard. And I pointed at my brother's window. 
And she looks up and she's like, oh my. And so she's like, what'd you do? I was like, I shot it with the BB gun. All, you know, tears in my face. And, you know, she didn't get me in trouble. Like, she did. But, like, she didn't whoop my ass. And that's why I was scared. I was like, man, I'm going to get my ass whooped. But, um, you know, my mom, she allowed me a space, you know, to use my voice and express myself. And, uh, like I said, you know, communicating while you're feeling those emotions, I was feeling scared, you know, I was feeling anxious and it just was easier to express myself when, you know, she was, you know, giving me a route to express myself. So with that being said, moving next, there's a message being conveyed when you're trying to teach someone how to treat you. There's a message. One person is saying something, sending information to someone else, and the other person is receiving that information. Now, it's important to, it's, imp- it's just important that that information is being sent and received in a way that's, you know, conducive and able to be reciprocated. And when it comes to, like, teaching people how to treat yourself, you know, when that message is received and delivered or delivered and received, you know, a boundary has formed, you know, it's, it's very useful when you're able to, you know, clearly consciously express yourself in a way that's much like the lions. When you do this, I feel this. And there's so many ways you can say that phrase. There's so many ways you can, you know, express yourself. And it's just a matter of, you know, sending that message, that message being received. And once that boundary is established, it's an opportunity to growth for both people, for yourself and for that person. You know, people will learn how to treat you or they won't. Simple as that. You know, some people, it will take them some time to learn how to treat you. Because, you know, sometimes you know, it's it's not it's not something that we are taught or, ta- you know, are preconditioned. At least in my generation, I don't believe we were. And, you know, I thankfully had someone there to plant that seed in me where I would want to talk things out, you know, it's very communicative. As my brother described me when I was a little kid, very confident, I was a very confident little kid. And, you know, I was always wanting to, I'm willing to talk things out. And I think a lot had to do with that teaching moment for myself and Mr. Kaluzny, you know, there's ways we can reciprocate information and, you know, I, I love information. I love learning things. and um, But, you know, that's not everyone, you know. But I think that's why it's important for us to just keep that concept in mind, to teach other people how to treat you. Because there's people out there that are very quiet, very timid, just very 
go with the flow. And there's people that are very loud, very obnoxious. And, you know, sometimes those can be projections. Those can be those inner demons. Those can be preconditioned behaviors inputted in you, embedded in you by someone else. And being a better version of yourself, there's going to be a lot of self-discovery. And it's okay for you to share that with people. It's okay for you to let people know, like, I don't like that. And I like this. Do more of this and do less of that. You know, obviously, with candor and care and conscientiousness of the other person, you know. But most importantly, once the boundary is established, it allows both parties to do something with that information. Now, I've learned over the years and just with time that, you know, not everyone's going to learn as you learn and grow as you grow. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, we have our own timeline. We have our own journey. We have our own race or marathon, if you will. The crazy thing is I would describe that this marathon is everyone is going through the same marathon, but we're just in different parts in that marathon. And sometimes, you know, it's, it's worth setting a boundary and just seeing where that, where that goes. You know, some people are willing to adapt and, and grow and, and, and not do those things. And thankfully, for the most part, that previous uh, story I shared about me expressing that I didn't want to joke around disrespectfully with people, to some extent, it was conveyed and received, you know, could have been, could have been differently, but, uh, as in, like, it could have, could have ended differently, but with that being said, it, it enables you to use your voice, it enables you to allow yourself to feel your emotions, and just kind of express how you feel when someone makes you upset, makes you angry, makes you anxious, makes you fearful, you know, we're all humans. We all are trying to figure it out in life. There's no perfect person in this world. But we got each other to some extent, you know, communicating how you feel and communicating what you like and don't like is a tool that we can use for ourselves and for the younger generation, and those around us, you know, I come from a city where, you know, being vulnerable, being, you know, emotional can get you in a lot of different places, you know, you can be viewed as, you know, weak or crazy, you know, because you're very reactive or, but, you know, I think learning our emotions and learning that we are able to say things and, and speak up for ourselves, we're allowed to, def- to defend ourselves, you know. And so I think it's a concept that it's worth thinking about and pondering on and implementing it if that's something you think you need to with your friends, your family, your coworkers, you know, building and establishing connections and relationships. Uh, it's a it's a fun part it's a scary part 
it, it's a part worth doing, you know, um, you can never go through this world alone and be successful, I truly believe that, you can never go through this world by yourself, and, you know, in my opinion, be happy, you know, there's special bonds that we form, and it's just part of human nature, it's part of nature in general, look at animals, how they tend to their, you know, mothers tend to the children, and, you know, it's just within our nature to establish relationships, to keep relationships, and some people are worth, you know, keeping around and helping them understand what you do and don't like, you know what I mean, it's like, you know, if you order Starbucks, and your friend, or your favorite person, doesn't like hot coffee, but you always get them hot coffee. It's worthwhile to get them what they're looking for and what they like. So, with that, you get to choose with the information that you get. Am I going to get them hot coffee? Or am I going to get them iced coffee? Or am I just going to get them a frappe of some sort? You know what I mean? It, it gives us the ability to correct ourselves if we need to correct ourselves it gives other people the ability to correct themselves if they need to correct themselves which i think is beautiful for those that do correct themselves those that are willing to adapt and treat you the way you want to be treated because you know we could treat others how we want to be treated and that doesn't promise that they're going to treat us the same way you know we all come from different backgrounds we're all individual people we all have our own story you know, I think establishing that kind of rapport and that communication and that openness with those closest to you or just those around you, it just really makes, you know, yourself and those around you better people. It just helps make it known and make it okay for people to be vulnerable or just like, hey, you know, I didn't like that. Does it need to be more than that? Does it need to be less than that? Does it need to be, you know, some dramatic sitcom that we see? on movies and stuff like that so with that i just want to wrap it up and let you know what i've learned about teaching others how to treat you one thing i've learned is that people will come and go and that's okay you know like i said there's we are all in our own race in our own marathon we have our own goals we have our own perspectives and you know, sometimes it's okay just to depart where you're at. If it's one thing I've learned, the world's small. So it's, no matter far as you go, there's always a possibility of crossing paths. And sometimes it's best just to walk away from things before they get ugly. And, you know, and sometimes it's worth keeping people and, you know, fighting whatever pre-established behaviors that you have within yourself to acclimate to someone's likings or dislikes um i've also learned that teaching other people how to treat you is a lot harder than just treating people how you want to be treated and i think that's where a lot of people with big hearts and that are selfless you know that are giving and that just are beautiful people 
you know, unfortunately taken advantage of are in situations where they don't know how to stand up for themselves. They don't know how to express and teach people how to treat them. And obviously in that, there's a timeline. There's a, timeline is not the best way to describe it, but there's a limit. And that's okay to have limits. It's okay. It's most certainly okay to give people chances. Absolutely, 100%. I do believe people deserve second chances. I do believe people do grow and change. You know, just want to be being a better version of yourself. This podcast wouldn't be about that if I didn't believe people are capable of changing and growing. You know, um, I 100% believe people are, are deserving of second chances, third chances, fourth chances, whatever it may be. But I do believe that there is a limit. And I think everyone has that limit. I think it's okay to have that limit. I think it's hard for those that are very giving and loving to turn around and say, no, I don't want to be a part of this no more. It's uh, it's something that, like I, like I said, I'm still learning myself, you know, especially with people with big hearts. You know, you form bonds and relationships with people, friends, family, and life does a good job of making us do things and go through things that we never thought we'd go through and there's just things that you know we react or you know we're in a dark place at a dark time and nothing else is going on you know they can't see anything else other than what's going on in the world I've certainly been that person before I've certainly been in those shoes so when I say this, I don't, I don't speak ill on anyone. I speak from experience where I've been clouded of my judgment because life has been so grand and making me ride the waves of life, if you know what I'm saying. And with that, you could tap into the previous episode and know exactly what I'm talking about, you know, um, but what I've learned about teaching other people on how to treat you is that not as every, not everyone's going to accommodate to how you want to be treated, and that's okay. That goes back to people come and go. It's all right. It's going to hurt. Let it hurt. Let it sting, but it will be okay. And like I said, it's worthwhile to... Teach people that are worthwhile and meaningful to you. And that's really what it's for. For those that you care about, those that you deal with a lot, the ones that you're not, you know, you can't get away from, it's worthwhile to express yourself, to be vulnerable, to let you know, to let yourself know that you're able to stand up for yourself and express yourself. Because it goes a long way. It helps people see what's going on from another lens, another perspective, and gives people an opportunity to grow. I think that's the most beautiful thing. You know, I've seen it recently where two people had a conversation about how one made someone feel about another person. And the message was conveyed very beautifully and very, you know, honestly. And that message received very authentically and what's the word 
I'm looking for. Just very open. And that gave the opportunity to that person to reflect on what they did, what they what they were going through, what was going through their mind, and versus how it was portrayed and how it affected someone else. And it gave that person an opportunity to just grow from it. I think it's very beautiful because we're not going to go through life in the dark and by ourselves. Even if you have enemies and you're surrounded with enemies and all you know is enemies, you're not alone. And, you know, enemies turn to friends, friends turn to foes. You never know what you're going to get in life. It's like a, what is those, a jack of the box. You're just going to crank that bad boy and it's going to whoop. Something's going to come at you. And that's just life. So I hope this episode has given you a tool. And I hope these lines stick in your mind. And if you're ever having trouble with, you know, someone or something or, you know, the way you feel, I hope you could take something from this. I hope you can eat the fish and spit out the bones. And hopefully you use it. And if not on that, I do appreciate you listening and tuning in. And with that, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Follow me on my socials. Jump on joelsmind.com. I do got an ebook on there. And if you want it, you can have it. Just click on the ebook and I'll send it personally myself. So if I, you don't get it right away, just know your boy's wearing all the caps. Ain't no one behind the scenes with me. I mean, I shouldn't say that. But your boy's doing everything himself at this point. So I respect and I appreciate you. I love you. Have a good morning, have a good afternoon, a good evening, and have a happy birthday. Peace.